Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ. In this week's episode, we're looking at Netflix's 26th film, the 2017 comedy drama Girlfriend's Day. It's directed by Michael Stevenson and it stars Bob Odenkirk, Amber Tamblin, Rich Summer, Natasha Leone, Andy Richer, and Stacey Kiak. Hello. Peoples. Hey, mates. Good. Uh, I never know whether to say good morning or afternoon or night because I don't know when people, people are listening, listening to it. Yeah. So, so good day. So we're just... <laughs> Looking outside, I can't even tell what it is. <laughs> it's very dark outside. Very dark I'll, I'll outside. say good evening because it is, it is evening for us whilst we're recording this. Yeah. So um, we always kick off our show by going around the table and doing a quick summary of the film. Um, Hito's going to kick us off today. All right, mate. So... In the high-stakes world of greeting card writing, Ray Wentworth was once the king. Now out of work and down on his luck, he gets caught up in a conspiracy of murder and deceit while trying to come up with a card for the newest holiday, Girlfriend's Day. Nice. I like that. It's a lot better than mine. Oh, yeah, I don't know that movie. A man is struggling to come to terms with a once highly regarded career in greeting card writing. When a prize is offered to come up with a card for a new holiday, he must find inspiration while dodging others in the business. That's good. No, Not as good as Heath. I liked Heath. I wouldn't steal it. <laughs> Feel free to if you want, man. Your first line felt like the IMDb plot line. I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, no. I wrote it, and I was trying to think of a way to say, you know, Ray went, what was, the, was all this? And I'm like, oh, Ray Wentworth was the king. And then I looked better on IMDb, and it says that. And I'm like... Wait, did I copy that in my mind? I'm not sure, but I'm going with it anyway. <laughs> MJ, your uh, A charming, witty exponent of film noir that is completely committed to its nonsense premise. A greeting card writer is battling writer's block. With the opportunity to recapture his elite stance in the card writing game, Ray soon finds himself entangled in a vicious crime syndicate and can no longer figure out who's playing by the rules. I think we're all, yeah, we all said the same thing, but in nicely different mm. ways. That's the beauty of the fast flicks. Whew. Very nice. So um, after that, we, we have a look at um, anything that we've learned about this film, and we always kick this one off to Heath. Cause and if, if you haven't seen this film, by the way, um, we're probably going to be discussing quite a few spoilers throughout. So if you really are interested in seeing this film, go see it and then go listen to us first. Or listen to us, then see it, and listen to us again. We're going to try and talk less than the film. That's that's going to be our. It's <laughs> one of the shorter ones. So, Hita, what, 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 what did you find out? Well, the first thing I saw was it was filmed in LA, and it says it was filmed at a cemetery. There was a cemetery scene, but that's all we. No, that's <laughs> that was the only filming credit at this cemetery. You know? <laughs> Surely it was more than that, but <laughs> that, that's all that was credited, and I got a bit confused by that. <laughs> I think you can use your common sense there. It's like it's not, it's not on the internet. You're allowed to. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, the whole movie was filmed in a cemetery. <laughs> Obviously, the rest of it was probably filmed in LA as well. Probably. The right? <laughs> yeah. non-cemetery. non-cemetery. Um, any, anything else? Um, Netflix secured the rights for it in November 2015. Hmm. I read, so a few years out. Um, Bob Odenkirk, who plays Ray in this film, um, so he wrote and produced the film and he'd worked on it for 15 years so this was sort of a love passion of his almost so this was actually this the original draft of the script was written by eric hoffman and phil zlotarensky and that was written 18 18 years ago um and then they shared it with bob and he has sort of been tweaking it over the years So, so eric hoffman and bob have worked together a fair bit in the past yeah, so Mr. Show, which is like a sketch comedy show mm-hmm. in the States where Bob Odenkirk was on. Um, Eric Hoffman was one of the writers on that. But from what I can gather, the character of Ray was basically at the core of the original script um, as it sort of happened. But they just he, Bob sort of kept tweaking it and playing with it. And I'd probably something like Netflix gives it a great opportunity to get this film made in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, speaking of Netflix, I've got a, a quote from the director, from um, Michael Stevenson. And he, this is directly from him. He goes, eventually Netflix got behind the project and they couldn't have been more creatively supportive. They do have to uphold the values of their brand for their viewers, which is why they've become so strong over the years in making their original content and taking risks. Yeah. So sounds familiar. <laughs> mm. Very familiar. It's like they have this little script that they give to each of their directors and yeah. say, pump us up, pump He's us right up. He's right though, because the Netflix are taking risks with this. I think they're quite minimal risks. Because at the end of the day, they need content for their channel, yeah. for their for their streaming product. Mm. But they are taking risks on 
no-name directors or scripts that no one wanted or we're seeing a really similar story in, in so many of the films that we look at where you know this might have been sitting on a scrap heap for a while or no one else wanted to make it and mm. here it is um man this one's this one's a good film so i'm glad they did so the the at the start um in the film they state this fact that there's three billion dollars worth of greeting cards sold in the usa every year and that that fact's true so they included that for a little bit of authenticity i guess and while I was looking a little bit further, there's actually like an award ceremony for the best greeting cards every year. So there should be. Yeah, called the Louis. <laughs> so that, that was quite a, quite a little funny sort of thing. It's The whole thing's funny. And, and that's, I love how they, they, they open with a fact and you sit there and go, oh, well, they gave you that as if like the rest of it was nonsense. But the fact that this world that they half created, half of it is reality that we know. They're so committed to it. So, like, of course. Like, why would they have a fake fact? Like, everything about this is just true. It's just little... You just need to sort of bend your mind a little bit to, to sort of get <laughs> sort on of, board. Yeah, get into the world. Yeah. Which I'm completely fine with. I, I think that's that's the charm of it, to be honest. So, little other interesting facts. So, that video at the start about the greeting card industry, the voiceover was done by David Lynch. So, um, so, <laughs> so we're having a bit of a giggle here because if, if you've looked on, um, if any of you have looked at any of our letterbox, we, we log all the, the films that we watch and, um, I recently logged a little short David Lynch, um, short <laughs> and we were trying to work out why. And the reason I found that was because I was researching this film. So we started talking about it about a minute before we went on air and, and Jesse was like, I'm going to bring this up and I'm like, all right, no more questions. So that's the reason, <laughs> that's why, the you reason why I watched so it. David watched this because he was the voiceover. Yeah. Interesting. I was, yeah, I was doing a little, little, bit, little bit of a web yeah, yeah. search through and I was like, Oh, okay. This short film called the amputee. So I did that because David Lynch did the voiceover over that at the start. Okay. It all comes together now. Small world. <laughs> I know. All right, what about some um, some consensus with the audiences and critics? Pretty mixed yeah. um, in terms of the critics, I think. Rotten some, Tomatoes, 43%, but only on seven reviews, so yeah. not a lot of... A couple good, a couple, yeah, couple bad. Audience, I think we got IMDb was 5.2 out of 10 from just under 3,000 votes, and Wetterbox was 2.5 out of 5 from about 1,800, so... Kind of around that fifty percent, five out of ten mark. Sample though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, not not many people have seen this film. The it seems yeah. like audience on Rotten Tomatoes was thirty six percent on just over two hundred. So yeah, as you said, yeah. not a, not a great um, share of people to sort of. Because it was, re- I didn't realize it was released released on Valentine's Day. Correct, fourteenth of Feb, twenty seventeen. Which is kind of ironic, being a a movie about greeting cards and b about a holiday called Girlfriend. Yeah. Day. Um. <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer. I think yeah. it's really clever. That they would clever have marketing from Netflix. Because people are probably going to sit down and think, oh, this is a yeah. girlfriend's day. It's going to be a nice little romantic comedy. Your normal rom-com audience yeah. would watch this and be like, huh? What did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> the, a few reviews when I was reading about this film, there was quite a lot of positivity, like from individual little reviews about this this film mm. and the way it was made. So um, Interesting. Yeah, so there are, there are some positive. The performances from the cast were amazing. I think... Everyone was just... Firstly, there was just like name after name that just kept popping up. And every now and then you get introduced to a new character and be like, oh, this person is really funny as well. Um, but their ability to buy into their roles and make this world seem completely real um, was so commendable. I think that was probably the best thing about it. The story was really cool, really fun, but the performances were top-notch. Any, I couldn't find any awards or anything that this film's won. There are a few little connections to other films, like um, the, there was a lot of connections. There was, a lot of connections yeah. Yeah. that was my favourite bits of the movie. Was yeah. all, all those connections. What, yeah. what were some of them that stood out? Uh, there was the Silence of the Lambs one. Um, that was at the dinner, so, at the table yes, when he's eating. Really his, good. Yeah, so when Gundy is eating his dinner, he's saying he's got liver beans and wine, which is a reference to Hannibal Lecter. So good because like it's the census taker. Like he, he eats his liver with some fava beans and a nice bottle of Chianti. Yeah, because <laughs> who are like why be so specific about what he's eating? I yeah, just, yeah. I just about it was one. so good. There, there was some references to, to to all the president's men and to prison break as well, which I really liked. Did you get the prison break one? I did straight away. Yeah, yeah, straight away because I was like, oh. Yes, yes. So the, the Prison Break one is, so Mr. Gundy, um, he plays the warden in Prison Break, that yep. actor, uh, Stacey Keach. Um, and in the film, he calls Ray, the main character, Mr. Wentworth. And the main character in Prison Break, the actor is Wentworth Wentworth Miller. Wentworth Miller. When I read about that, that cool. link, I was like, 
That's very far fetched. I don't even <laughs> no, know that, if that's like that, that was cool. And the 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 all the president's men was the follow the money, where Ray's friend says you got to follow the money. Like, what do you mean? It's like oh, I don't know. I saw it in a movie. I saw it in a movie. <laughs> Which at the time I didn't know it was all the president's men because I reckon the, I reckon that's in a hundred movies. Yeah. And then I saw it in the thing. It's like oh, that's a reference to all the president's men. I'm like okay, sure. The director sure. said that it's like a little bit of a homage to um, Chinatown too. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I watched Chinatown for the first time, I reckon, about two weeks ago. It was very convenient, <laughs> actually. This turned out, so I can definitely see how it was kind of more like a, a, a comedic version of that kind of movie. It's, I guess that, guess that, that noir Film kind of feel um, kind of thing. Yeah, but it, it definitely did have some, um, some characteristics of, of Chinatown. Cool. All right. Let's talk about some characters. I think before, oh, before we sorry. before we go into <laughs> characters and stuff, I don't know. You know, we've got structure. Of no, no, no. I'm not, <laughs> I love breaking the rules. It's fine. I just think the one thing about this film that we need to understand, being you know, it really is that that film noir kind of setup. And if you're not on board with that, you will be going sort of what's going on. I, I love the fact that the film kind of starts really normal, right? So you've got a guy who's down on his lock, luck. He loses his job. You hear about his failed marriage. He's getting chased for rent. Like, this is just the normal way so many movies start or so many character journeys start. Then it really starts to, like, head into that real indie film territory when you start to realise, like, hang on, why are greeting card writers, like, rock stars? Like, why, why are they all so famous? And the fact that, like, everybody, as I've said before, is so committed to it and the director is so committed to it is kind of... Almost mesmerizing. So I don't know about you guys, but once I realize this is the world, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm coming along for the ride. But once it turns down that corner for the first time, it just doesn't go back down to that normal down in your luck kind of guy. Like he get, Ray gets commissioned to do an under the table job to make a new car. <laughs> Cash um, in hand. <laughs> Taft gets murdered off the back of being involved in writing a new card that the competition wants to win. Then he gets assaulted by a detective who's working basically for a part-time crime syndicate, but all he wants is a card to make his girlfriend sleep with him. And then we meet a couple of ex-racists who are reformed into wanting everyone to be equal. Mm. <laughs> and then you find out this whole murderous plan is undertaken by a card company um, to get Ray to write this card, basically. But the whole story, just treated with massive sincerity the whole time, makes you just like... I, I just wanted to take my hat off and applaud. Like I was just so <laughs> impressed. With how they did everything and so, made you believe this world. I get that, like, they've done a really good job with that. Did the comedic elements come through, though? Like, did you... I was laughing the like, whole time. Okay. Throughout the whole film. I think when I we feel, get to scenes... I feel like you, you like this movie a lot more than I did. <laughs> did you guys like that. it? <laughs> no, I did uh, not. <laughs> I feel like the, the... I saw where they were trying to make the laughs, and I saw yeah. where that, you know, yeah, ha, ha, that, that's clever, but it wasn't laugh out loud to me. It wasn't like... I was like, ugh, yeah. Uh, I've watched this on my own, which is a very... I don't often laugh when I'm on my own, yeah. as, as probably a lot of people don't. And I reckon I laughed like six or seven times, like out loud, because okay. it was just... It was so... And Bob Odenkirk was so funny. This could lead into quite a good discussion today, I think. Good, yes. I, I think we might be very uh, differing on quite a few things. Oh, look, it wasn't the best movie I've seen, but it was no, definitely but, one of the better ones. Yeah, well, to me, that uh, yeah, the comedic stuff sort of let it down a bit, so... Hmm. All right. Go. Okay. Good. Good setup. MJ. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a, I think that's a good you, you setup. You kind of need to lay that on the table yeah. before yeah, you no, really yeah. get into it because there might be people who watch this who just had no idea why things were happening and, and like, yeah, that's all well and good, but rocks that. But gift card writers don't get that sort of reception. It's like no, like we know that. Yeah. Like that. Like you need <laughs> yeah. as long as you need to understand it. It's that's a massive analogy. It. Massive analogy. Mm. All right. Let's look at the characters. What? Who? Hey, who'd you like? Who didn't you like? Ray Wentworth, so Bob Odenkirk. Like or didn't? Liked him. Liked so, him. yeah. So, as MJ said, I thought his, his acting was great. He was mm -hmm. all into it. I'm, I'm just a fan of his to begin with. I, I like a lot of his stuff. Um, I think, yeah, he, he plays kind of that kind of character, like the down and out kind of character really well. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought he was really good and his character was good. The funniest thing about his character is that he's this guy who we talk about as what, the greatest romance writer of all time, <laughs> and you cannot see it. Like, in no way are you like, this is the guy who's writing the most romantic cards of all time. And that's why I think that he's just so funny, is watching this guy go around. But I could, I could believe that in the past he had been, because he was happier before we meet him. Sure, but I think... That and that, that's why he was so down and out throughout the film, is because he's not happy with his life at the time. Yeah, he's not. But even so, like his then, his whole demeanor, he's, he's just misanthropic in general, and I, and I love that. <laughs> 
And like when they pair him with that kid, yeah, he becomes just as misanthropic. Like it's not like he's just like warms to him or anything. He's just the same <laughs> yeah. guy who's just he's cynical just, and hates life. He's like, just I the same it. guy who just has this <laughs> kid. He's, he's got no him. one in his life to care about. <laughs> yeah. at that time. No, he <laughs> um, so I, to be honest, I didn't like any of the characters. I don't think any of the characters mm-hmm. were meant to be really likable anyway. Likable. True, like whether you sit there and go, I want you to win is, yeah. is different to yeah. I enjoy you and you're engaging. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I thought the character of Ray was really good because they did a really good job of showing how dedicated as a man he was to his craft. So, you know, when they're trying to get rid of him, yeah. he's like, I will fold the cards. Yeah. I will do whatever I can to stay in this business. Um, and I thought that was good, but, you know, he sucks at romance. So he's in this this, <laughs> this business, which is all about romance. And um, when you see his ex-wife and her her line to him is, um, you know, you should have brought your work home with you mm-hmm. because that okay. would have made our, our relationship work. So I thought that was really good because, you know, it sort of showed, yeah, this guy is maybe in the wrong profession. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the wrong profession. How's the difference between her, like, life and house? Compared to his, and like that was, that was really good stark contrast. Everything was white, so white. Everything was white, mm. and I love it how he just jumps on the piano and like just like real rich guy kind of setup. <laughs> so his name was Harold, the new partner for the yeah. ex-wife. When he opened the door, I was like, that looked like a cross between Drew Carey and Jack Black. It was just, <laughs> just like go back and look at the scene and tell me it's not like a cross between the you know two. The guy from Conan, he's always on Conan O'Brien show. The guy that sits on the seat with him. Maybe he is. He is, good. and then he's also. <laughs> I've seen he's in a lot of things. He used to be the dad in a in a TV show called Quintuplets. I haven't even owned beat him. I just know no. it. He's in a lot of things though. I I didn't like the Detective Miller character. Oh, I hated him. I thought he was annoying, and I thought his dialogue was disgusting. Mm. Like there was a line where he goes, "Oh, we're investigating a homicide. You and your butt buddies," and I was like. Nah, like that. The, yeah. To me, you, you pull that line out. It's like I'm not gonna not gonna look at you in a positive light for the rest yeah, of the film. I you just, certainly I, I didn't think much of him. At you weren't supposed to. Look you weren't supposed to. No, but no, you can come up with better dialogue than that to make so. it, make him an evil character or a character that you don't like. Yeah, but I think evils. I don't think this film wasn't full of evil either. As much True. as the the bad guys were doing bad things, it was still it wasn't supposed to feel like. Um, like a evil villain type character, they were, they were all kind of a bit lost. And um, like this 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 guy was obviously taking a job on the side to try and he, he had his own intention to try and get his own girlfriend to sleep with him again, mm. which is so which is so ridiculous, right? But that's why he's he, he's kind of got his own little sincerity. Yeah, to they're do it trying so. to make him relatable to people, but to, I couldn't relate. No, no, I can't relate to him because they want you to relate to him to be like, hey. People want to send cards to their loved ones to, to you know, they, to, went, they went to extreme. extreme. In that sense. I think very From, few yeah. of these characters were supposed to be relatable, and that's why you were supposed to look at them on the screen and, and laugh at From them. From the outside, yeah. The only one that was meant to be relatable, I think, was, was Buddy, who was his mate, who was a teacher. Yeah, who was a teacher and obviously one of his ex students, because you imagine that. Um, Ray Wentworth used to teach greeting cards at university. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought um, thought that was lazy. Couldn't even come up with a name for him. Like we'll just call him Buddy because he's Ray's buddy. (laughs) That's that's probably half the half the joke as well. But the fact that um, (laughs) I didn't find it funny. (laughs) I didn't didn't know his name was Buddy until (laughs) until I checked it. But I think he was used almost as like the audience's sounding board. So when Ray went and spoke to him, that was his way or the director's way of keeping the audience on board with, okay, this is what's happening now. Yeah. This is what you should do. This guy is actually kind of normal, lives in the suburbs. He's got a steady job. He's got family. And he's sneaking out of class to meet up with Ray and smoke some out the front of the school. By far the, <laughs> the worst thing that happened. <laughs> but that, that was that's more relatable than, say, any other character, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that was that was quite clever the way they, they used him. Any other characters? I like Stacey. Uh, Stacy Keach's character, um, the card boss Gundy. Gundy, yeah, I liked him. He was yeah, a great. He, he did what he needed to do. Mm. Yeah, just played the villain well. Yeah, I just and also because of the Silence of the Lambs thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way they set this guy up to be like a crime boss when he's like he's, he just, he's the owner he's, of, he's a business, of a greeting card. Like, <laughs> so good. So the director, I haven't seen. This was his first feature. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was a documentary maker. Two documentaries yeah. before this, and this is his first film. And but one of the docos that he did make, I had heard of. I haven't seen. It. It's called Best Worst Movie, and I've definitely seen the poster for that and heard of that, but I haven't okay. seen it. So um, I haven't seen it either. Seen oh, it. What's that about? That's cool. Yeah. Um, what about the act? Like we've we've briefly spoken about the acting. 
I thought it was fine. There was one character that sort of annoyed me a little bit. Like, they all played their role they were supposed to play. I wasn't a massive fan of the performance of Jill. I, th- I thought that, you know, um, she was meant to sell that point that she was helping Ray through the bad times. Mm-hmm. Even though, we like, you find out that that's not her motive. But I just didn't believe her. So, like, I, she didn't come through, like, as an audience, you're like, oh, good, he's got this person that's going to help him through these bad times. But I didn't believe her. And She was almost like a groupie more than anything else. Because yeah. she knew who he was. Was, yeah. Um, yeah. She was obviously a fan of the greeting card industry, <laughs> a bit of a connoisseur of, of the cards. and Went to the greeting card bar. I did like it when she's like, I work here. He's like, oh, what? You don't normally wear an apron and name tag every <laughs> Any other acting performances you want to talk about? Uh, sorry, but she was, she was all right. I, yeah. I, I think she was very much a secondary... I, I didn't think her acting performance was, was too bad. Again, I thought she really bought into the role and the, the silliness of the whole um, yeah. script and narrative. I did like how they constantly framed her. Whenever you saw her, they had that tattoo on her arm of the of his ex-wife's um, partner's cutting character they made. Like, that was all, the owl that was always mm-hmm. on the screen. So that, that was a nice little touch. That was funny. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some scenes. What, what, what stood out? What did we like? Like I could talk about the, all the times that I laughed. Yeah, but I probably, in. I probably this, haven't this even... classified as a comedy, so I want to know what made you laugh. I haven't put probably all of them in, to be honest. I had a good laugh when, um, when he left the kid in the house, when he was, when he was going to see his wife. Because I remember thinking, like, where's the kid? Oh, he, oh, when he leaves it behind. Yeah, he yeah. came in with the kid, and I just love the fact that he opens the door, and the kid comes back out, and the wife's just like... What? Like, why is there just this, like, Mexican kid <laughs> walking around you? And I think that led almost not too long after into him seeing air supply at the lights. That was good. You talk about relatability. How often have you seen yourself singing at the lights and someone pulls up next to you? And laughs. <laughs> I think they did that really well. I, I, I enjoyed... I thought the soundtrack throughout was pretty good. Like, I felt like the song choices matched really well with what was going on with Ray's life. And I thought they did that really well. It was quite effective. Um, and it reflected the scenes perfectly. So that, that led on... I kind of remember what the scene was from, but that led on perfectly from when he was with Jill, I think. I think it was. The car, and then yeah. he's obviously mm-hmm. being all being upset. Ha- and, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> when he asked Taff... Taft's, Taft's wife, can I use your back door? And then Paul oh, says, had, of your house. <laughs> that was really funny. I had that in the... Yeah, I didn't like that. The scene you didn't like? No. Yeah. It was just... Like, it was obvious where she was going because she was so all into him. And yeah. It was just like... <laughs> Do you really? And I just love the fact that he was still so, like, detached and just didn't even care that she was coming onto him. It wasn't, like, through lack of, oh, because I'm have got i seeing another girl, I don't want to... He was just like, whatever, I'm not interested. Um, but that line really got me. Um, one of the funniest scenes is when he is walking through all those corridors to see... Oh, Ellie. no. Was, <laughs> I, guess, I guess once you get to a point where you're really in on this film yeah, and you just want yeah. to see... This is after he's just met, met um, the ex-racists who were just yeah. hilarious. Hating a whole race of folks is a lot of work, is one of their lines. And I just... I love that. But he meets these two guys. They're full of really good dialogue. And then it's like, all right, come with me. All right, this way. And just this way, and just down here. So he went upstairs, here. downstairs, through a room, <laughs> and then through the a door. I wrote him down. I was like, upstairs, downstairs, through a room, and a door. I was like, not funny. I, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was hilarious. And then it all sort of culminated with with the paper cut scene. Um, so you, I, judging you get, from it's your a greeting, it's a greeting card film, so I get the paper. I, that's cut. the thing. You, you weren't in. You you got to be in to to really. Just let yourself go and enjoy what they're trying to tell you. But I, well, you're not cringing when they did the paper cut. Like, I was just like, oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah, I, like, I didn't want to watch that scene because that just creeps me out. Love it. You could shoot him or you could give him a paper cut. It's like, it's so on brand with everything they're trying to do. Just, just I think it's just brilliant writing. I thought that was so clever. Uh, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's all my laughing scenes. But I reckon there was probably more because I just enjoyed <laughs> this whole movie. All right. Have you got any other scenes that you like, though? No, no they're just all the kind of tied into it. I... I said my, the big things I liked were the TV and movie references because I just love when a film throws those kind of things in. Yeah. Um, I liked um, when he's begging for his job and he says, you know, I'll fold cards really, really quietly. And then he goes on about, you know, I'll, I'll fold them quicker than the machines. And, he, and, like and 300 cards yeah. a minute. He's he, he, <laughs> he, 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 explaining <laughs> how the machine works and stuff. I liked that scene. Um, yeah, that, that, that was pretty funny. I liked the setup at the start with that ad. So I was like in the old VHS tape sort of feel with a crackly screen. Cause I, 
it fitted in perfectly with the film because otherwise you might get a little bit confused with how dated everything looked and the, the mise-en-scene and the setup of, mm-hmm. of the, the, the apartments, the offices, everything was a lot dated. It was very dated. So um, it, it, I thought that did a good setup. However, like I'm not sure it needed to be set. So when he gets fired and he has to hand over his guild card and it says on it, you know, membership 2016, I don't know if you really needed to know it was in 2016. Like you could have had this film and just left it. Yeah, and just yeah. left it knowing it's not needing, needing it's to know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, one, there was one scene that I thought was a little bit humorous. <laughs> You're allowed to bit. say that you thought one thing <laughs> one was funny. Okay, good. Um, so there was a big scene at the start where, you know, the boss of the greeting card company has just fired Ray and um, he's like, that plan needs to be watered. You know, there's too many things dying around here. And I liked it when later on the Comes film, he goes back in and pisses on the plant. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, okay, that's a nice little way of like just saying, you know, this is this is what I think of your plant. <laughs> I thought that was all right. What does he say to him um, in the bathroom where he says something like, I was only saying it because I was completely honest, but you're like a really bad boss or something. Like I just, you, you're waiting for him to say like, yeah, oh, I was just being thing. honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like, oh, no, so you guys, I'm sorry that I, that I like bad mouthed you, but. I was only being honest. And then he just ends it there. Yeah. I thought that was really good. I like the shots of him working at his desk in his apartment. Like we saw that shot multiple times with him, like always staring at that wedding photo. So it was like of that heartache and him continually looking at that photo meant he was never going to be able to write this card. And he always puts a suit on every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Uh, and I was, the same sort of thing happened at the bar. Like he was always isolated at this bar and, and the things happened around him sitting at the bar. So there are a couple of good scenes where there's like these transitions of the, the people coming into the bar and disappearing. And um, also there was like one scene where I think they were introducing something on the TV that he was watching and everyone else in the bar was a lot further back than him. And I liked those sorts of setups. So I thought they, were, they, were, they looked nice visually. Mm-hmm. I did like the final scene too. I liked at the start. So you set up, he's trying to beg for his job. He wants to make this card where you put quarters in it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you see the, the bum, bum, um, bum pull the greeting card out of the bin and the quarters fall out. So it's like Ray did do something good for someone. Shit yeah. foot. Shit, shit foot. <laughs> I got shit foot in my uh, forgettable scenes. <laughs> I also do as well. Bum wars. <laughs> hit, hit us up with your forgettable scenes. <laughs> I didn't need to see the bum wars TV show that he was watching. That's just... It was bad. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. It paid off at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the production... It was bad, quote unquote. <laughs> the production... It was. <laughs> okay. The production values of that show compared to the production... Like, on, him watching it on TV was so poor compared to the production values of the film because the values of the film were really good. It looked like a really nice film, but then mm-hmm. he's sitting there on this couch watching this show that doesn't even look realistic because it's so... But he's not supposed on. to be watching like the greatest thing on TV. He's no. stuck at home in the middle of the day watching Bum Wars. Yeah, but if I'm sitting at home watching Teen Mum on TV or something, and it's got, it looks a lot better than Bum Wars did. <laughs> bum fighting. I don't think Bum Wars is supposed to be the highest production value TV show. I guess something you watch on YouTube, not on TV. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, I, I didn't need to see um, his wife having sex with an owl. I thought that was really weird yep. and I could have done without that. So thing. I think that almost is the turning point when this goes from how funky are we going to go? Mm. What sort of path? Because by that point, you just think he's this out of luck worker who obviously has gone through a divorce. And I think that's like the first time where you're like, what the hell? Like, where is this movie going? So they kind of needed some big stamp for you to be like, no, 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 this is not what you think it's going to be. And yeah, I didn't like I didn't like that, and I thought it wasn't needed. But mm. it, you work out like why they've got it because it, it yeah, brings up the, the, the whole the whole owl thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just yeah, didn't yeah, like didn't the need scene. It. Yeah, didn't need it. Um, I'll go. Um, just when so when you first meet Ray's landlord and he's got the kid with him, and he mentions that he's stuck with his sister's kid and he can't throw him off the roof. <laughs> just didn't like the line of throwing the kid off the roof. Like say something else. Like you know I can't I can't do something else with him. I can't just leave him at home or something. You don't need to say I can't throw the kid off the roof. And prior to that, he's like, oh, I can't pay rent. Do you want me to blow you? And I was like, there was no need for that. And then mm. again, when he talks to his boss at the end, when he's in the factory, and he's like, oh, something about sucking me as well. And it's just like. You don't need that dialogue. Yeah. 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 It, well, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't kind funny. of felt on brand with, with the rest of the film. But it wasn't funny. You can come up with a clever, like a smarter line. Sure. <laughs> what did you think of the poet? I just thought his scenes were... So that's my one... I didn't like... Yeah. My one bad those. scene is I maybe disliked the smash poetry. You but I still, <laughs> I still like that Like Ray took the piss out of it. He's like, oh, yeah, that was about your motorbike, yeah? He's like, oh, well, it was more than that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and then what was the next one about? It was like um, the jet ski or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> um, 
I thought that the introduction of the contest for the amateurs and out-of-work professionals for the green car competition, that was way too convenient. Like, but of course, this, that's what I mean. This <laughs> film is ridiculous, yeah. and they just completely own it. They're like, yeah, we know we're ridiculous, but we are, we are committed to living this out. Of course it's ridiculous. Like, it's a greeting card competition, but only for out of work. <laughs> like, too specific. Like, exactly right. That's the uh, point. That's why him and Taft are, like, the only two people that could even... <laughs> Who's an out of work greeting card writer? What about being mandated to pick up the cat as from the divorce settlement? <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. But you can't get annoyed at stupid things. Well, I couldn't have been a pet owl. That would have fit in. That would have been better because then it related to... <laughs> I thought the scene where um, Taft, uh, Taft or whatever his name was got stabbed in the factory. It feels like weird dying. saying Taft, doesn't Taft, it? But Taft, 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 yeah. Yeah, where he's getting, he got stabbed and he's like dying, like, I love you or whatever. Oh. Nah, he says, he says <laughs> like, A-A-A-A. Yeah, a So he says the name of the... Ugh, gross. People that killed him. I didn't like the scene where the cop's staring through the window and he comes out and starts punching him in time to the horn. Oh, I just did my head in. The punches in this movie infuriated me just because it was so obvious that they didn't hit. And I'm sure they were supposed to be like that just because of the way the film was. But for the amount of punches thrown, and it was just so obvious that you know they, they didn't actually hit anyone, just really infuriated me. It's like, <laughs> hey, punch him in the neck. <laughs> just, just hit him with a punch. It really infuriated I me. I wish this was like a video um, podcast so you could see MJ's reaction to uh, what I was saying. I'm actually trying to be like, no, like, don't. Don't have like a comeback every time they say something they don't like. Like, of course, I shouldn't. I shouldn't every time you say something. No, no, no. no. But um, that's why I, I didn't say anything. You no, like that? There, I'll, I'll give you that. You Thank like? You. Yeah. <laughs> you like the gangsters? I didn't really like them. I thought I didn't love yeah. or, dis- or dislike, dislike them. them. I just yeah. Um, the living room. Hang on, the gangsters being the ex-racist. The yeah, ex-racist. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually thought they were hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Nobody ain't better than nobody. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, the living room, like showroom, where everything in his apartment has like a ticket on it. So that was really that, that was one of the things I should have put in the scenes that I liked. Yeah. Because when he said it the first time, he's like, "This is like talking like absolute crap. Like you can just do this, you know, put everything on the table and say everything on this table is a hundred dollars." And then he comes home, <laughs> yeah. everything on this table is a hundred dollars, and it's like a glass. <laughs> it's like nothing that would have been worth a hundred dollars. But I just love the fact that his landlord was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do that." <laughs> so good. Um, towards the end, there's this scene where they're all in um, Jill's place and she, he lights the cart on fire and puts it, burns it, so no one can read the car. And then they drive him off to this isolated place out in the middle of nowhere and they tie him up to the chair and their question to him while they're holding him is, where's the card? They were just there when they saw him burn it. <laughs> I just love it. I just love the fact that like, they it's probably like it. six words on the card and they're like, where's the card? Like we got to know the card. It's like, just tell me what it says. But again, that all comes down to them. I just love the fact that the card itself, which is something that's like really subjective. Like, okay, he's going to write this card. It's going to be the best card. It's like, well, who knows? But they treat it as like this tangible, objective artifact. Almost. It's like the Holy Grail. Exactly. <laughs> the value of it's like undisputed. It's, <laughs> Another thing I didn't like at the end where um, Gundy's talking about, you know, how all holidays are born in blood. So he goes like through the 4th of July's war and Mother's Day's pregnancy and Christmas and Easter is about like Jesus being crucified. And he's like, it's all about sacrifice. And, you know, I'm following that template. How does that relate to Girlfriend's Day? Because the holiday wasn't created from his actions. Oh, it had already been announced. He's trying to say the holiday is getting created by, by. we're killing, you know, kill, kill people to get the right card. Yeah, but the holiday had already been created. I think he's more talking about the greeting card world is <laughs> tainted in blood. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, based on everything that happened, yeah. it definitely is. <laughs> I actually thought that was an interesting point when he said all that. Yeah. Like, obviously, you can you can squeeze anything any way yeah, you like. Yeah. like. Mother's Day isn't about like, the torture <laughs> of child. <laughs> but when he said, like, and Jesus dying on the cross, I'm like, Gosh, you, you're right. But what, about, what about Christmas? <laughs> he, said, he said Christmas and Easter, Easter, and then he spoke about Easter. Easter. And I'm like, Christmas was just his birthday. Yeah, Christmas That's like a Mother's Day yeah. card. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just the birth. There's so, no kind of... I don't think I feel but it was just an interesting take because you obviously never think of it like that. When it's a very dark way to look at it. Last thing that got me was the, there was that montage at the end where you see everyone that you've, you've met giving someone a card to sort of, you know, show that their story is complete. So, like, you had the co-workers... Gives the girl from the office the card. The cop gives his wife the card. Um, the ex-wife gives the owl dude the card. Teacher gives the partner the card. And I was like, this is the first time that we've seen that he's got a boyfriend. Which 
Oh, buddy, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah. best friend. I was yeah. like, you could have, we could have seen that before. We didn't need to know. Like, we, like, you could have used that more than that, and then rather just a token thing at the end. Not to mention, I didn't know the two workmates worked together either. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so That's it was true. like you're trying to close these gaps yeah. or gap these relationships, and it's just like, well, we didn't really know that those relationships yeah. were in the first place. So mine needed more than more than the seventy minutes to add in a few yeah. more scenes. Maybe they didn't realize. They're like, you know what? We've got no one to give the cards, cards to each other. They made a whole movie about <laughs> greeting all, all cards. All these partners <laughs> now. No one uses greeting cards anymore. All right. Uh, do we, let's talk about some underlying themes. What was the film trying to say? I think for me, there was less of an overarching premise to the film and more about having a lot of fun and treating everything sincerely like it really means something to all these characters, which somewhat leads to a theme of representing a blown out proportion allegory of people's lives. So particularly their business lives or the industries that they work in. This this ridiculous world of greeting card writers, whilst it seems crazy that it would actually they would actually have this kind of uh, repertoire. Some industries you can you can get so into that industry that you kind of forget about the world outside the right. industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and until unless you're in it, you don't really know it. But there'd, there'd be some people that would resonate with that part of this story, being like, "Oh yeah, I work in finance, and we've got these bloody finance awards, and people don't think outside of that." So, I think the fact that they created this whole world out of this tiny little premise um, was maybe just a little a little message about that. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Mm. Really good. I I had heaps of stuff in this, and I think like there's heaps of good messages in this. I just don't think I'm not hundred percent hundred percent sold on the way it was done through the the story because I the for the first twenty minutes or so I thought this film was about depression. I thought the film was literally an analogy of Ray trying to overcome his depression and you know from a, a loss from a relationship and trying to overcome you know these these tough times losing your job having no money to pay your rent and I. I think what sort of got me towards the end was that there was no massive payout when that was how I was sold on the movie. So I was sold on it. There was this story of this guy who's down and out who's going to possibly or hopefully overcome it mm-hmm. with these little comedic sort of elements. And I think that's probably why I felt a little bit let down at the end was because... It went down a completely different path. It went down a completely mm-hmm. different path. And I feel like there was a good movie in there that could have gone that way, but it sort of didn't you know, play that out. I was kind of... Once I got to the point where I realized that this was, this was really silly and the plot and narrative wasn't that important... I was trying to look a bit deeper and go, okay, so they've obviously got an underlying message that they want to give out and they've written a story around that message. But I don't think they really did that because I was trying to look for that as well and I couldn't find it. There's a lot about like creative failure as well about the, these people because you've got the guy who's like he's gone to try and write a novel and so he's burnout. You know, you've you've got this burnout of people. His editor that, needs him to write a bit, write a little bit more. Three words, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing three, three. I'm like, man, he's three words. Up, yeah, three. He's written three pages. pages. Like he's struggling. He's like three chapters. Yeah. Three <laughs> chapters. I'm like, oh yeah, three chapters isn't too bad. Three, three words. Three words. Excellent. And Excellent. There was this whole underpin, like this underpinning thing as well, like with feelings, like. How how do people show their feelings? Because greeting cards are about feelings. So the whole the whole thing is this girlfriend's day. It's your ability or your chance to show how you're feeling to someone. And and Ray struggled with this the whole way through the film. Like he was really really didn't know how to do it. Like and there was this line where it said, "You should never write for anyone. You should always write for someone." And he was missing that someone the whole film. So that's like when you got towards <laughs> the end and he had that Jill and he's like, "I'm not selling this. I'm just giving it to." Her. I was like, "Good. This guy is yep. is bouncing." Yep. And then it sort of just. Yeah, I, I probably would have given this an awesome rating if it didn't continue from that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because that I saw that growth in that character and that character rebound, and it was just like, let's just put that foot back on his head and stamp him back down to where he... It's almost as if... And I get where you're saying, because the whole film, you're, you've taken it as this... It was this fun riff yeah. on characters, and it's almost mm. like if they go down that path, it becomes the mainstream film they didn't want to make. Yeah. Um, even with the fact that the guy who kills the bad guy, let's, let's call Stage or Gundy the bad Gundy. guy, because yeah. he is... He is. Yeah. He gets killed because of this this other guy's crazy mantra that yeah. like I want everyone <laughs> who's better than, than no one else. And, and he just yeah. he just shoots him because of it. And like yeah. that is so like it's it's stupid. But everything about this was, movie. was he the junkie father though? No, no, he wasn't. No, one. no neither of those guys no, were the junkies. Guys no, were no, 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 no. Okay. Um, love as well. Like so, obviously you're talking about greeting cards and that sort of stuff. And there's that conversation where Ray's got that kid on the swing. And he's like, they're talking to the kid about love. Mm. And like the kid's like, yeah, I love, I love trucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, trucks never leave you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, that, that's a good sort of thing. If you've got some, 
some object or something that, that you can use that as an emotive way of saying, yeah, I love someone. And then he's like, oh, my dad says trucks always break down anyway. So it's sort of like rebounded and just shut that down anyway. I actually kind of love the fact that you started to get a feeling this kid's going to be like... I don't know if any of you guys have seen a movie called Happy Thank You More Please um, by Josh Radner. No. It's like he kind of stumbles across his kid and this kid, like whether he knows or not, helps him sort of discover who he is and rah, rah, rah. And you kind of get the feeling it was going to get to that point the couple of times he spends with him and then they just take the kid take away. The kid away. And I, and I, <laughs> just, I just love how they, every time you think you're going somewhere, like, no, don't be stupid. But he's back in that montage at the end. So yeah. <laughs> he comes back from Chicago. I mean, everyone's for a montage. montage. Yeah. <laughs> the, so self-worth as well. Ray wasn't good at anything. Realistically, he hated, he, but he hated everyone and everything. Mm. <laughs> that was it, that it, was him. It was, it was. Um, technology too. I found it really interesting. The only thing in this film that was updated technology were the TVs. Mm. Everything else was yeah, dated technology. Typewriter. Yeah, he was running on, on the typewriter. The typewriter. Yeah, that was interesting. But there was there was no other use of like digital technology yeah. except, and you could see that in every setup. So, you know, maybe it was sort of saying that you know you can't use an email to say I love you. You need. You need physical yeah. sort of stuff that goes mm. back to, to what's happened in the past. And the final thing, like corrupt business too. Like it doesn't matter what the, biz, what, what yeah, the, the exactly, business is, yeah. there's corruption in no matter what, mm. what sort of, uh, you know, yeah, what kind of industry you're in. in. Yeah. yeah, there's always going to be the big one. Bad people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. like yeah. what it was trying to say. I there's did enough, like what it was trying to say. There. Yeah, it just sort of, yeah, I just wasn't happy with how it sort of played Even out. Even the mm-hmm. one-line commentary on racism. It's a lot of work to hate an entire race. It is. They, like, that's all they say, mm-hmm. but it's almost just like saying, racism's stupid, guys. And they just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. What did we take away from this film? Peter. Not one to see in the cinema. Yeah. No. I, I, I think... But this wouldn't have been made prior to streaming days. Like, there's no so way there's, this, no, this yeah. even gets a theatrical no, release. No. So it's, it's a fun riff on a really quirky scenario that cinema chains wouldn't even look at and and I think that's exactly what Michael Stevenson and Bob Odenkirk wanted like they just wanted to live somewhere that people can see it and enjoy it for what it is but you're right it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been good in cinema and it wouldn't have been made without streaming being available it it dragged a little bit for me even though it was like the shortest film we've done so far and like I said to you I'm still a little bit confused about how much I should like it or not like I'm still yeah not and I don't like walking out of a film feeling that way Hmm. yeah sure yeah I liked it as I watched it. I liked it immediately after, and I liked it the more I read about it. And I'm not, I said, I'm not saying this isn't like a, the perfect film or anything. No. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And I think I just, it was different. Like, I think the best thing about it, as I've sort of harped on about it, is that it presents real stakes in a world that should seem largely unimportant. Um, and it was a lot of fun watching the movie makers treat that with such sincerity. Like, everyone, actors, director, was all in on this and that was a lot of fun it was really well made like it's yeah. n- no digs on how it was made so you were in from the start at the very start yeah I, I can't once I realised what they were doing I was like this is going to be a lot of fun okay and that's why I yeah. like the scene when walking through all the all the um, the walkways and staircases and stuff I'm like that's hilarious because it's so stupid but you just you're just owning it and then like Bob Odenkirk doesn't go wow what the hell how did I get here he just he just yeah, does it, and, just it and, and just follows the lead <clears throat> if I look at most of the things that annoyed me about the film they were all post him you know finding out that the girl was working for the bad guys so yeah, okay. so prior to that so like 75, I said the first 75% yeah, yeah like I was okay with what was going on but then yeah that yeah, I don't know. That's what probably annoyed me because I lo- I got lost then, and that's why those scenes that you talk about, well, yeah, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, these two guys that used to be racist, blah, oh, this really drawn out walk through a house, oh. and you're waiting. I, I felt like, like oh, I want this guy to have his payout. I'm like, this guy's not going to get a payout, and if yeah. he does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, we if we use IMDb at any stage during the film, we like to you know may jump on and check out some actors or actresses that everyone does it. Like I don't even watch TV now without jumping on IMDb. <laughs> like. Any, so I you spoke about um, um, Gundy before. I didn't need to look him up. I recognised him from Prison Break straight away. Yeah. The one I did look up was um, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Taft, the one who tried to crack yeah. onto him. I was like, you are so familiar. I just American Pie. Yeah, American Pie. And yep. Orange is the New Black. Just uh, straight okay. away. Yeah. I was like, nah, bad. She's a new, uh, new Russian doll or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, which is, yeah. Okay. I've seen that trailer on Netflix a hundred times. Yeah. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never watched it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Saw her and it's like, yeah, you're the chick from American Pie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. She did a lot of things because, and, and I think it's her voice. It's like so distinctive. Mm. I, I did Gundy as well. Um, super familiar. 
He's in lots of stuff, obviously, mm. Stacey Cage, but the main thing that I think they got me was he's the voice of Howard Duff on The Simpsons, like the owner of the Duff Corporation. Yeah. He's got that really distinctive uh, okay. voice. I watched and read Cell recently, Stephen King novel, yeah. and he's Charles in, in Cell. Um, he's also in Sin City. He's good in American History X. Game to kill for. Gosh, well. I haven't that for a long time. Mm, he's good in that. And he's also in one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that I re- recognize him very strongly. In. Okay. He's in mm. tons of stuff. I jumped on for the uh, one of the racist guys, the one who actually kills Gundy. Oh, yeah. So he's in Colony. A TV show recently watched, and that's so that's the second time that I've IMDb'd one of our it's movies for the TV show Colony. Yeah. yeah, I've got a lot of Netflix producers watching Colony, yeah, <laughs> doing a bit of scouting. Hiring them all. Do you guys have any questions for any of us? I want to answer it if you do. I don't. Sorry, I no, got, got a couple of short ones. So, I said I liked that scene at the end where the, the bum finds the card in the bottom of the bin. Was this like an sort of a message saying that you know, Ray's greatest card? actually was this card with the quarters because he's actually made it a chance to someone's like change their life or like make them feel like they want to because like we see him get kicked out of the office so yeah. so we see this card with the quarter so you assume that this card's been produced somehow yeah yeah so what, he just so what happened away? in between what happened was it produced or has he just thrown that card in the bin with the quarters in it, it? Did that just one card, one card he's having to find it maybe whether it's I, that's what I thought yeah. it was. I didn't think it was a mass-produced card. I thought that was the exact card that he had shown as like the example. Uh, I thought I thought they the stole bin. they stole the idea. Uh, okay. like, you know what? Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's just do this one anyway. But I feel like Ray actually put the quarters in there for that guy because he purposely, when he's doing the car instructing, he asked the girl to pull over so he can look at yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so he sees so he where he is. Where he is and where he's where he's you're right. You're right. So I feel like that's that's the moment where he's gone. Okay, I've done. It's like the only like good thing he does. Anybody, even including himself. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really I couldn't work out there was a lot of focus on like frames on walls in the background like a lot of the times the camera would pull out and you'd look at the photo the, mm-hmm. the picture of the boss and that sort of stuff I don't know I, I don't I couldn't work out why do they do that because there was one there was one right at the start when he's getting um, fired wasn't that Gundy though the boss so was that so because that was in multiple rooms like the the picture and I didn't go back and look at it because there, there was one right at the start where yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in the tea room or wherever it was and then he goes up to the boss upstairs and I was just like yeah I thought it was Gundy but then then again he worked for the company that Gundy's brother brother owned, yeah so maybe yeah, that's yeah. just like showing so, yeah. that he looks the looks same. the same I don't yeah, know the same guy maybe um, <laughs> the when the um, the office crew they kept coming to that bar so they could read catch up with Ray. And there was like, they're watching that news report of Taft dying. And then one of the guys goes, oh, another one bites the dust. I was like, who else has died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, who, there's no one else in this film that's actually died. No one, no. no one else had died. I have a question for you, MJ. Yeah. Did we get a Todd update? There was a, there was a dog bark in this one that I picked up on as he was uh, walking down there. The, there was this um, helicopter and noise and there was no Todd update. So I'm wondering if Todd was, I, I think I was watching this one by myself. So he might've been sleeping in oh. another room at the time. But um, I'm always happy to give you Todd updates when he barks at the screen because it really annoys me. Last one. So <laughs> towards the end, Gundy says to Ray, um, you wake up every morning like disappointed because you're a dreamer. Was he actually a dreamer? Um, <laughs> because he struggled so much to come up with anything creative. He tried about. to be. Yeah. He was talking about whether he goes, you're not a cynic. You're, you're not cynical. cynical yeah. Well, no, you're not a cynic. You're cynical. Because cool, yeah. mm-hmm. you wake up every day being a dreamer, but then you get disappointed. Yeah. That, the world is as it is sort of thing yeah um yeah they definitely don't show but Ray kind of has some um some drive to what he's trying to do by the end of it yeah which he, he wants to find out why Ta- Taft was killed yeah was, exactly yeah. so there's a friendship there but there's also yeah there's some sort of drive to him I don't think but I don't think he expects much from people that's probably the main thing, main thing. yeah hmm all right, are we a cool th- line though. Maybe in another movie, it might have had a lot more, more um, emphasis. Yeah, yeah, sting. I reckon it's time we uh, go around the table and we each give a rating out of five yeah. to um, finally come up with a overall rating between our panel. MJ, do you want to kick us off today? Love to. So I, I really enjoyed this seventy minutes, and I, I love that this film was different. I haven't seen films really like this. I love that it had a lot of fun with a nonsense premise but still allowed itself to provide some light commentary on societal issues. All the characters were interesting, quirky, and they existed with acting performances that demanded you to take notice. This was a really fun ride. Three and a half stars. Very nice. Um, 
I thought it was, yeah, quite an original idea. Um, but like I said before, it tried a little too hard with the comedic elements when it could have been just as impactful and relevant if it was maybe a character study using like the analogy, like I said before, for like, um, you know, depression or overcoming odds or, you know, rebounding back. Uh, and I guess, like you said, it, maybe that's a bit more mainstream, but I still felt like this was still could have been an indie film and, and done that. Uh, it wasn't a complete waste of time though, because it still intrigued me a little bit with the weirdness of it all. So I'm going to give it a two out of five. Heat up. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy this movie. I get what they were doing and it was well made in that sense of, of, of it was kind of made exactly how they wanted it to be but it just didn't appeal to me and get me in, and get me in I think like the same way it did for MJ so yeah it it wasn't great for me I, I gave it one and a half and a five awesome and so what does that give us as an overall average amongst us uh 2.33 2.33 hmm not about not five. yeah it's about halfway it's not too bad seems oh. pretty similar to what a lot of the uh the ratings from other audiences yeah. kind of on those um, IMDb and Letterboxd sites gave it and Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So each week uh, we pop a question up on social media. I don't tell my host, co-hosts what the question is. This week the question is, what was on Ray's final greeting card? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do you think the final message was? Because they, they did that nicely where... You you're know, never going to know. You're never yeah. going to know. Multiple people saw it and said, that's amazing, that's great. So... That's why you were never gonna know. So yeah. What do you think? What do you think was on it? That's oh, what we're gonna come know. up with some theories and some uh, some of our own greeting cards. Yeah. So this question will be on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Flix Forum. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. I tell you what, if there's some good ones on there, I'm stealing them for, <laughs> for future birthday cards. <laughs> Change a career. Cards and things like that. <laughs> there was nothing on the front cover, was there? I'm pretty sure it's a girlfriend's day, didn't it? Yeah, I think it was like blank or it, yeah. that or there wasn't a like pretty plain cover. It was think, all yeah. what was inside. It was on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If you're going to try and think of what it is, it's not going to be like a two part like da 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 and then open. And then yeah. yeah. I wonder if you'll get the um, the ex wife's husband to draw the pictures for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so next week we are looking at the 2017 comedy thriller. It's called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. It's directed by uh, Macon Blair. It stars Melanie Linsky, Elijah Wood, David Yao, Jane Levy, and Devin Gray. So, Elijah Wood. I like the long title. Did you see? And he's another long title. Long yeah, title. I, I like. I generally like films with Elijah Wood, yeah. so this this could okay. be a good one. Interesting. Did you say comedy thriller? Comedy thriller is nice. what it's uh, classified on uh, by Netflix. Should so be interesting. Should be interesting. Well, this, was, this was a comedy drama, so... Yeah. We'll see how many. Yeah, this is IMDb calls it a comedy crime drama thriller, so it's just got comedy a few drama, a few, a few genres in there, a few, a few genres. Cool. So looking so. forward to do to doing that one next week. Hope you'll join us. I'd like to thank you guys for coming along today and having a nice chat. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Very Andrew. nice chat. I, I feel a little. I was I was hoping we would have a different discussion today. I, I didn't. I didn't read you guys as well as I thought I would have. Ah, that's all right. I'm well, leaving a bit flatter than I came in. <laughs> that's the idea of film is everyone sees it differently, so exactly. nothing wrong with that. All right, we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.